Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Tony Rambles. He's a teacher, a podcast host, and he produces a lot of good podcasts under his podcast, uh, which is uh, which is the Living Numbers podcast. So we'll talk about that certainly to him. So welcome to the show, Tony. Uh, there, uh, Tony, Tony, I'm not able to get your audio. Can you check? Uh, there we go. I was yeah, muted. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, AJ. I'm looking forward to sharing whatever comes from the conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. And conversations are very important in life. And you know, conversations also make life interesting. And we'll be learning from you, Tony, how to make it an interesting life. You, uh, you are a teacher, an educator. You are a podcast host, a podcaster. So you talk about life, living, giving. How to make you know mm. how to make the best of the life we have at the moment. So I wanted to understand. Obviously, I'll come to the questions part. How questions you know can make bring out the right the right questions can bring out the interesting aspects of things on in everybody's life that's what you do in your podcast is that what makes life interesting is it that life is interesting in itself or is it that we have to make it interesting because we always talk about life being beautiful it's a beautiful life and then when and then we talk about life is what we make of it so how do we make it interesting do is life in itself is interesting or we have to make it interesting you have had a very uh very good life interesting life tough life you know and, and full of all the all the things that life can be made of so that's why you are the master for today that's where a lot of learning can happen i think life life being interesting and beautiful in any of these different adjectives you want to use, they come with perspective, right? So we go through all these different things in life. So take my childhood, for example, uh, I'm a kid with divorced parents. Uh, I've had at this point, I think I'm on four stepmoms. I have a stepdad and somebody could look at that and go, man, that's a young kid from a broken home. He's got no shot, you know, or you could look at it. Well, he's got a big family. He has many people with different perspectives and life experiences. So that's going to be a great resource to him. He'll have different people that he can call upon and talk to for different situations in life that he'll have. So if you look at it from one perspective, it looks dire. It looks bleak. If you look at it from another perspective, it looks like uh, these things will become a positive at some point. So I think when you start to change your perspective, that's when you can make life more interesting because i think it's interesting in itself that we're all living simultaneously on the same timeline but we all have these drastically different experiences at times and so if you just look at the things behind me if you're watching uh you will see a basketball you'll see a pokemon toy you'll see a picture of my wife and my son you will see a lot of sports stuff you see stuff from detroit michigan which is where i'm from so all of these things are placed back there because they have a different impact on my life. 
And I think those things uh, help to make life interesting and, and a life worth living. So uh, one of my favorite TV shows is The Office, right? Uh, here we go. Up here, I got a, a little toy of Dwight Schrute. He's one of the main characters. But something so simple like this can create a bonding moment where you're able to talk to somebody. So if, if AJ was a big fan of The Office and he goes, hey, wait, is that Dwight Schrute up there? And I go, yes that creates an, an, a door opening for us to really share our experiences, right? And ask different questions. Who's your favorite character? How did you relate to that person? Um, when did you start watching? What did you think of the season one or season five or seven, whatever the case may be, those different experiences connect us. And then once we get connected, I mean, there's, there's no telling where conversations and relationships could go. So I think those are the things that make life interesting for, for me. And it's just taking those opportunities to have those conversations and not being afraid to be judged by what you think or what you may say. Uh, of course, you want to be, you want to speak intelligently, right? You don't want to just say stuff all over the place without maybe doing at least a little bit of research or just speaking from your own experiences. I think that's how people get in hot water, I would say. Uh, but when you just try to uh, relate to others and ask questions uh, regarding experiences that both people may have, I think that's when life becomes the best that it can be. Because I think that it's all about the people. you know. So once you start to connect with people and ask questions and, and try, that's when life really becomes interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. You have put it well and, and the importance of perspective. Now, I can see uh, the good mind that you have. You know, it's a beautiful mind. <laughs> and that, that, that can, you know, motivate, that can be a very motivating factor, not only to yourself, but also to others. When you were younger, much more on your, your younger days, when you had a difficult time in your life, how what was it that kept you motivated why i ask is that a lot of times uh, when you have problems in life when your environment is not the kind that a child would normally want to have and that is what the nature would want to give to the child then whatever level of understanding the child has or say maybe even as a teenager what is it that motivated you? How can someone who is passing through a difficult time, say in early 20s, in their last years of their teens, how can they keep themselves motivated that it is an interesting life, uh, a life and it is only a bad day? Today is only one day. It may not so good, but tomorrow will be a better day. And I got to make it the best in my coming days. What kept you motivated? What would you like to tell the younger generation about your journey? I think number one, I would say is motivations don't come from how you feel. If you're just going based on how you feel, well, one day you may be motivated, one day you may not, or one day you may want to put the work in, and the other day you may not. So motivations, I believe, need to come from goals. And those goals, the best ones, need to be internal. Because say if AJ sets a goal for me and me and AJ no longer like each other, my goal is gone. 
now I'm in the uh, I'm in the creek without a paddle. You know, I don't I don't know where my direction is because my goal didn't come from me. It didn't come from within. It came from without the outside. So the best goals are the ones that you have set for yourself and that you have set uh, a timeline is good, but not always. But if you have a goal that you want to work towards, those are the things that that keep you motivated because you go, well, even though I don't feel like doing it today, my goal is to achieve this. So growing up in the home that I came from, which was uh, very modest to say the least, uh, I would say that my goal was always, okay, the number one goal right now is to graduate high school and then we'll see what happens from there. But I wanted to graduate with good grades, right? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it to my best. And you can do that no matter what your goal is, no matter where you are in life, no matter what your occupation, just go and do your best that day. So if your best is, I have 100% to give, right? I'm in tip top shape. I'm having the time of my life. I'm at my best, 100%, give that 100%. If you're at 70%, right? You woke up, today is not the best day. I feel sick or I feel like, I need to do something different and you're only at 75% mentally. You're not all the way in it. Give all of that 75%. So wherever you are on that day, give your best. And I would say eventually one day after the next, you're going to be closer and closer to that goal and then you're going to achieve it. So for me, it was like step one, what am I trying to do? And then once I figured that out, I tried to take everything like systematically, just one step at a time, because for some people, if you look at the big picture, this grand plan, it can be overwhelming. And I wouldn't say I was overwhelmed, but I'm like, okay, let's just get this thing down to one thing. What do I need to do? Okay. So if that's just submitting an application, all right, step one completed. Excellent. Hooray. Let me eat some ice cream, pat myself on the back. Let's figure out step two now. Wherever step two is, let's work towards step two, so on and so forth. And I think eventually you will get to that goal or you will see that you're closer and closer and closer. And I think sometimes goals do have to change. So as a teacher um, in, in Texas or in the U.S., education and your salary is capped. There's no way you can like negotiate like, oh, you know what? I think I'm a pretty good teacher. I think I should make this amount of money. You pretty much know what you're going to make that year in probably the next five years. So for me, I didn't see any reason to get a master's degree. I'm just like, it's not going to help me in any way. So that wasn't the goal. However, that goal has changed. So I will be going to get a master's degree starting the summer. But what was step one for me? Application. Submit the application. Can't do anything without an application or find the schools that I wanted to go to first. Narrow it down. Got it down to two. Submitted the application to one. Got accepted. All right. Goal one completed. Pat yourself on the back. Have a candy bar. What's <laughs> goal number two? And so now I'm, I'm registered for classes for the summer. You know, I have a plan as far as uh, when to take those classes, what classes come next down the road. And then I'm looking at how to pay for it. So you always, that's always a, a huge thing because I'm not flowing with money, but you know, that's the next goal. So we'll figure it out. So I think it comes from having an internal goal and then just being your best each day, trying to work towards that goal. That's how you stay motivated. Right. Right. Tony. 
and what are the roles of you know job that you do the work that you do role of relationship of a mindset that you have in making it an interesting life how do you look at these three aspects of life especially you know uh, the job the work that you do sometimes people get uh, get their work to define them and they decide whether they are they are good or bad interesting or not interesting life is interesting or not interesting by the type of the work they do suddenly they lose a job they lose their faith in themselves their understanding of their own self or the worth of their own self and then the relationship because that is also very important so how do you see the role of relationships the role of whatever you do and the type of mindset that you have in making your life interesting or not so interesting how does it work uh, i think the first thing that you need to know is who you are and what you're good at now a lot of people will say well you got to figure out who you are and they don't really <laughs> they really give you any steps to cuz that's a very broad question so I, well my I'm Tony. Like, what do you mean? Who am I? You know, I'm, I'm five foot eight, 162 pounds. Uh, sorry, to, sorry, to interrupt, uh, sorry to interrupt, Tony. I asked about the work, you know, especially because uh, you worked in oil and gas, customer service, banking, mm. food and beverage, and now into education. So finally, you have landed to something where you say you are adding value to. So in spite of this, you have kept your moorings. You are very much there towards your goal if i understand it and i can say i find your life interesting so that is why i ask in that cons, uh, context that mm. how do these things actually work out how do they see their job work as well as relationships well once i figured out i'm a teacher no matter where i go it's just part of who I am. I'm always teaching, I'm always training, I'm always trying to build up the next person so that they can be better. Then it was only natural for me that I go into teaching. Now, say if I were to leave education, I would still find a job where I was teaching other people because I am defined as a teacher. It's just one of the gifts that I have. I'm, I know how to take the information, digest it and then feed it back to other people in a way that is very uh, easy for them to, to learn and to get it. So wherever I go, I've, I've, I've been a teacher. And so again, when you look back perspective, I start looking back at my jobs in construction. I look back at my jobs in retail, in banking. I understand that I was the person that was always training people. I was the person that always was teaching the new people as they came in, like new, new person orientation. I was a person that was showing people how to do things. So that was a natural uh, through line for me is I'm a teacher. So I think that part is what I mean when I say you have to know who you are. And then the relationship part, I think uh, we sometimes get too, we get too busy with the job and we forget about the people that are sitting right next to us, the people that we work with because they have lives. And they, I think everybody's bigger than just the job that they have, right? Just the work that they do. Everybody has things that they like, things that they don't like, a family, you know, things that they want to achieve. And I just like to understand people on a, I guess, a holistic basis. Like, how are you feeling? How do you see things? And that's part of how I keep things interesting is I just take an interest in the people that I work with.
And um, I think that's the that's the best way. That's how those relationships really factor into to how I live my life and the things that I do. Right, right, Bumi. And so, how do you how does one define their identity? With suppose you have a very good relationship, you think you are happy. You have a very good job, you are. Do you think okay that job becomes your identity? So mm. it becomes difficult to actually find yourself when you lose any of these things. You start questioning your self-worth. So, but in your case, you have traversed across many, many places. So, how did you decide for yourself who is Tony Ramos? Did your jobs decide you? Or did your you yourself, your mindset, your motivation, your goals, your real goals in life, they decide decided about you? How, what would you like to tell, especially young people? Uh, and, you know, when, when, you, when jobs become too much part of your identity, many companies tell them that, listen, you've got to use, even in your, even on your social media handles, you need to use the company, uh, company name or you need to promote the company. Mm. So almost like people are nice to you if you are in a very good company, they would suddenly forget you. If you are in not so great company, how do you look at this whole aspect? How does one still be himself or herself in spite of whatever they do, in spite of whether they are in a very good relationship with anyone or not so good relationship? What should be one's relationship oneself? Identity is defined by how you carry yourself. So I believe your identity is defined by your character and what you believe. Because no matter where I go, I'm still who I am, no matter who I work for. And that's come with uh, perspective, being able to look back on life. Uh, but I took a, a very uh, interesting test. I went through a, a class with my church called Unique. And it helps you to look back over your life, look at your different experiences, and find out who you are and what you're good at. And that helped me to be able to uh, kind of narrow it down because it's it's a I think it's a hard question to, to answer, honestly, if you're not being asked the right questions. So if somebody says, who are you? There's so many different places where you where you can start. You know, you can start by uh, your belief or your your religion. A lot of people will go there. You know, I'm a Christian or I'm Muslim or so on and so forth. A lot of people will start with I'm a black man, you know, or or I'm an Asian woman. Right. There's so many different places to start. And I think all of these things create our identity. But I think we all have to look within to find identity, not without. It's not where you work. It's not what uh, club you are a part of. Right. I think those things come further down. I think the first thing you have to figure out is uh, what you do. And like I said, I'm a teacher. That's part of my identity, whether I'm in working in education or oil and gas or so on and so forth, like I talked about before. I'm a teacher, you know. So I think it's things that we do and that we love that make up our identity. It's not just one thing, but I definitely don't think your occupation should be at the top of that list. It's definitely got to be further down because you were a person before you ever worked at whatever job you're talking about, whatever job you identify with, 
you were a 10 year old kid, you know, maybe playing in your front yard before that job ever came along. You were a person that didn't like, you know, macaroni and cheese before that job came along. Right. So you have to, I think, be asked the right questions. And sometimes that takes uh, another person like a psychologist or something or or a different kind of class or some kind of workbook that makes you ask the questions about yourself to identify who you are. Right, to identify who you are. And you talk about the importance of asking the right questions because right questions will certainly mm. lead to the right answers to make it an interesting life. So how does, you know, one ask the right questions? The uh, problem is that in today's time, the questions, there is another word for questions is prompts. Uh, you ask many questions to chat GPT, to GPT-4, to all the AI models. And there you one think of there are many videos, there are many blogs, many articles, many discussions, how to actually go for the right prompts so that the computer or these algorithms or, the, or AI can answer you in the right way possible. But what about ourselves? How does one ask the right questions to himself or herself? As you talked about, you know, that journey inside. What should be the right question for oneself? Help us understand so that, you know, a lot of people can actually find the right answers for themselves because a lot of answers are there within. I think it can, it can be very simple as you were asking your question, I was thinking of what is the right question? And you just start with why. Why am I doing this? I could ask myself, why am I doing a podcast for AJ right now? Why am I doing it? What is my motivation? Why? Why, why, why? And I think why takes you down uh, a list of, it, it honestly brings more questions, right? Because you're going to answer that question. And then you go, well, why is that happening? Right. So you ask this why of yourself. And I think you can't be afraid of what your answer may be because you may go, well, I'm doing this because my mom and my, bet, my dad told me to. Is it why is that important or is this something that I want to do? And the answer may be no. And now your whole perspective changes. Now your whole outlook changes and now your decisions start to change from there. So starting with the why and it could be very simple. Why am I drinking this? this tea here, right? Because I need my voice to be in tip top shape because I have a podcast this morning. Very easy answer, very simple. Uh, but why do I, why did I decide to have children, right? That is a, a, a different question, right? That has a more complex answer. And I think as you start to break these whys down, uh, I think it, you will begin to see, I think certain uh, tendencies that you have. And then that begins to build your identity I would say. Uh, so why? I would say just for anybody that's trying to figure out who am I? Why do I do the things I do? That why question is going to be a great place to start. And once you find more answers to why, you start to see, okay, I have I have some reasons. Whether those reasons you feel like are good or bad or need to change or not change, that's going to be up to the person. Right. Right, Tony. So why did you start your podcast? The Living Numbers podcast. And why did you name it like that? What does it mean? Why did you become a teacher? 
help us understand that part of your voice. I became a, a high school teacher. I'll start there because when I was 18, graduating high school, I had a 3.3 high school uh, GPA. So I was a good student, not the best, uh, but I was pretty good. And I did not want to go to college. I was so tired of school. I just, I needed a break. I need to get out of there. And so I thought maybe I could help the kids that feel like I do, where you're a good student or not a good student, but you just want to get out of school and you have no idea what's next. And so I didn't really understand that I wanted to become a high school teacher until, I don't know, 10 years later after many experiences. And it's always been about the people. And that's why I started my podcast because I love to connect with people. I love to tell stories and share stories. And I just think there are so many people out there with great stories. I mean, stories that are literally out of, of comic books. Some of these things, like there was this one lady, her name is Jennifer Style. She moved to Yemen because a, a buddy asked her to from high school. She became editor-in-chief of, news, of a newspaper. Then she married a diplomat and she was almost, no, she was kidnapped for a day. Um, and then she was quarantined. And then they eventually moved to, I think it was Brazil. And she ended up writing three books. I mean, it, just some of the things that people tell you, like, how is this possible? The life that you have lived is amazing. And so I want to help people share those stories in the hopes of like you, AJ, motivating other people to continue to move forward, to continue to uh, just try to live life and be their best. But I also want people to be entertained. And so that's why I named it the Living Numbers Podcast, because I wanted to be able to talk about all of these things. I didn't want to just do a sports podcast or a relationship podcast or, you know, let me just do a podcast about one thing. I wanted to be able to do anything that I wanted to do with anyone that I wanted to do it with. So I thought, what is the through line? How do I connect all of these things? And the way was numbers. So I can take any situation, any person's life story, do the research and assign a number to that particular part of their life. So our number could be 7 a.m. Because for me on a normal day, 7 a.m., I'm typically at school getting ready to bring my kids in, but since it's Good Friday and AJ wanted to do a show, I said, okay, 7 a.m. on this day is going to be about the podcast. So that is how the numbers work, and that's how they bring everything together. Right, right. And you talk about adding value, try and bring add value to people in whatever way you can, and that's mm -hmm. a very nice thing to do. A lot of people in their day-to-day -day life, they think they are not in a position to add anything beyond what they are doing. And that becomes, mm -hmm. many people think, okay, I don't have any power. I am not in that position. So uh, they wait for doing becoming something bigger, maybe adding more value, more money to their bank balance. And then come to a position to help. That's nothing wrong with that. But then that is mm -hmm. tomorrow. How do I add value each day as I live? How do you 
do, do that. How do, what would you like to tell people about adding value, even if they think it's a normal life, but actually it's such an interesting life because we'll never come to this life again. We'll never come to these moments again. So how do I add value in the moment that we are living? How do you do that? I would say, put your best effort forward. I've been saying that a lot. And then have a good attitude. Those two things are invaluable and anybody can do them. You don't need a, a certain level of skill. You don't need a certain level of education. You don't need a certain level of money to have a good attitude and to work hard. Everybody likes those people, whether it's sports, whether it's corporate America, whether it's construction, everybody likes the people who work hard and have a good attitude. And a lot of times those two things will bring you opportunities that you may not have had otherwise. Because think about it. I don't know if you're a businessman, AJ, but people want to hire people that they like. People want to work with people that they like. Because you go, well, I can teach you the skills. I can show you how to, to edit a podcast. I can show you how to, how to build a, a house. I can show you those things. That's not the problem. Are you cool? Do we like you? Are you a good hang? Like, can I, do I look forward to seeing you when I come to work? Those things create tremendous value for anyone, no matter if you're a janitor or a CEO or in middle management or a cashier. People like those people. And I will tell you a short story about how that kind of took me from one place to the next. I was working at Forever 21 and they sell clothes. And I was looking to, again, I was looking to progress in my career. I wanted to become a manager and they wouldn't give me that opportunity for one reason or another. And, you know, still every day I came to work, had a good attitude, did my best. And these two ladies were um, working or not working, they were shopping. And I guess they just saw me working and how I treated people. I was a, a cashier. I was the head cashier actually. And they just saw me working and doing my thing and greeting customers. And they came up to my register and they said, uh, hey, you know, how long you been working here? You know, I'm, I think at that point it was almost two years. And they go, do you like it? Do you like being here? I'm like, it's, you know, it's cool. You know, at this point, the wheels are turning in my head. Like, what do these ladies want? They both have on, like, I would say semi-casual or semi-formal, rather, because they had on blazers. So I'm like, okay, what do these two ladies want? They're being very nice to me and asking a lot of questions. And so they go, well, we work at iMasters, and uh, I don't know. Like, we we think we might want to to interview you because we like what you're doing up here. And so eventually I said, of course, and I interviewed with them and that was the next job. And it was a step up for me. And that place gave me my first opportunity to become a manager. So it just came from me working hard and having a positive attitude, you know, treating people well. It brought me to, it opened a door that otherwise, I mean, I wasn't looking for another job at that point, but these people saw what I was doing. They liked it and they came and got me, you know, so I would say work hard, have a positive attitude, and it will open doors that you don't think are even there. Right, right. There is so much to learn from you, but this is just a podcast show. Half an hour is not enough to 
know about a person and especially grasp all the learning that one can get. So how do people connect with you? How do they get to know more about your podcast? How do can they listen or see uh, the episodes that you produce? Well, my show is called The Living Numbers Podcast, and you can watch on YouTube. It is also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you listen to, to podcasts. And that is where I share these stories and I interview people and, and we we talk and have this back and forth dialogue about their life experiences, a lot like what me and AJ have done here and I assign numbers. I tell my own stories and they tell their stories and we just try to add value like AJ has been saying uh, this entire time because I think that's what people are looking for. It'll be entertaining for sure, uh, but it'll also add value to your life. So. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, everywhere you listen to shows, the Living Numbers Podcast. Wonderful, wonderful. My last question to you, Tony, is that looking back at the life you had and now as a teacher, and you are very young, so how do you now decide at this point in time where do you want to go? What is it actually that you want? For this, what do you do? Do you ask these questions from within or do you seek these answers externally what is it that you seek for yourself now i think as you you live life i want to say just have your eyes open to opportunities i would say don't don't ignore anything because that's how i found my way to to live in china for a year teaching english it was just an opportunity that was presented to which at first i said absolutely not but you just start to just think about these different places and you go, well, why not? So I would say have your eyes open to opportunities and uh, continue to make that goal. So if the goal is to be the best at whatever place you are now, continue to do that, um, but continue to talk to other people, right? It was because of someone else that I thought, well, maybe I should go and get my master's. Maybe that opportunity is now as my life four years ago was different. I didn't want to have a master's degree. I didn't see the difference in the life that it would make for me. But as I continue to live, as I continue to speak with others and build relationships, I, I do now see the, the value that a, a master's will have for me. So I would say continue to build relationships with people because they'll tell you about things that you have no idea about. And then I would say be open to opportunities when they, when they arise. Wonderful. Wonderful. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us.